Welcome, Blood Brothers and Sanguine Sisters, to Deeply Discussing Dexter. I'm your host, Dale Maxfield. I'm joined by Aaron Caldwell. Hello. Brooke Merritt. Hello. And Zach Rowland. Hi. And today we're discussing Season 7, Episode 2, Sunshine and Frosty Swirl. On this episode, Deb invents serial killer rehab. It's totally going to work. Dexter describes what his need to kill feels like. Spoiler alert, it involves blood. LaGuardia's secret lab test confirmed the blood slide with Travis Marshall's blood is a match for Travis Marshall. And Dexter threatens Lewis. It has no effect. What did you guys think of this episode overall? I thought this one was okay. Can we talk about how awesome that title is? Sunshine and Frosty <laughs> Swirl? Best Might be the best ever. title. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Like, I agree. There, there's no... Everything's a distant second. Didn't even need to watch the episode. I was just so happy because of the title. It still doesn't make up for everything is illuminated. That was the worst. That was That's the worst unforgivable. <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about that. Um... I enjoyed this episode. I thought it, I appreciated the fact that it picked up immediately after the end of episode one. Um, it, it was good. It moved the story along, got us, got us going towards where we need to go. Yeah. I liked this one too. It wasn't as good as the last one, but it was still good. I have very few complaints. Yeah. yeah, there it was. <laughs> there he is. You didn't I'm hate sorry, it. Was, you know, it was it was an episode. It followed the previous episode, um, season seven, guys. I mean, okay, great, Zach. Here we are. So Deb leaves Dexter's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> we're holding grudges over this one. I think. What were your thoughts, Dale? My thoughts? Yes. Um, it's still it's still going well. Uh. It has not slid into into the trash can yet. Edward James almost is back there still. As a as a big trash can. Yeah. All of Miami is a trash can. <laughs> and sometimes people die. Sometimes they're murdered. Murdered. <laughs> uh, Deb leaves Dexter's apartment, followed closely by Dexter, who begins to chase her. When Dexter reaches the curb, she vomits. Dexter tells her he's been killing since he was 20. Deb mentions the slides and asks if Dexter is the real Bay Harbor butcher. Dexter says that the street isn't the place to talk about this. Dexter tells her that he only kills certain kinds of people like Travis. He tells her that Harry knew and gave him the code. He asks Deb to come back inside and she complies. Now, Zach, has Dexter told her everything that you wanted him to tell her in the church? Yeah, you're pretty close. What's what's left? I mean, you know, the, the, where the bodies are located, how he cuts them up, um, you know, his shopping spots. Um, he's, he, I mean, there's so many details I still need filled in. That's not going to make for a very exciting episode, I think. <laughs> Let's see. I get my saws here at the hardware store. <laughs> You say boring. I think that would maybe be pretty boring. Yeah, good for him. He got it all out. I'm glad they're sharing. This is a real true test to their not only family ship, but friendship and how much they really trust one another. So I'm happy for them. 
Dexter explains how his time in the container <laughs> and his mother's blood gave him this bloodlust, the dark passenger. Harry came up with the idea of channeling his need to kill into people who deserve it. Dexter lists some of the heinous people he's killed. He says the police don't always catch them. Dexter points out that Dexter is himself someone who should be locked up by the police. And she says, I am the worst fucking detective in the world. Deb is an accomplice to the murder of Travis Marshall. Dexter asks her what she's going to do, and she punches Dexter and exits. I love that she punched him. Like, this scene was everything that I needed. I needed somebody in Miami Metro to realize that they are the worst, and I needed Deb to punch Dexter. So it was good. Very satisfying seeing her punch him. Yeah, like a good sock in the face. (laughs) Who doesn't? That's how Deb works things out. Now they're fr- now they're fine. Everything's good. Uh, Harry says he never wanted Deb to find out. Dexter picks up the mannequin hand and wonders how it got there. Thinks maybe somebody else is on to me. Deb reads aloud. Wait, he just now figures out that the hand is there? Like, it's been there for days, right? Okay, so to summarize the the travel of the hand... It was packed up by Lewis last season and sent to Dexter's doorstep. It was Travis Marshall who got home to Dexter's house, Dexter's apartment, and picked up the box. He opened it, looked at the hand, thought it looked weird, set it on top of the back of the fridge, and then realized that Jamie and Harrison were also in the apartment and slid back into Dexter's room. And stayed there until they left for the pageant and then he left for the pageant. So Travis Marshall hid the hand on top of Dexter's refrigerator and there's no reason why he would have noticed it. I I don't know about you guys, but I'm always checking the top of my refrigerator. There's a lot happening up there. (laughs) Plot hole. <laughs> as as a shorter man, I have no fucking idea what's going on beyond the top first three inches of the top of my refrigerator. <laughs> well, I've had Halloween so baskets fair. fall on my head many times for that exact <laughs> reason. Fair. All right, thanks for clearing that up. That makes sense. Short dudes, always with a different perspective, a lower perspective. Uh, Deb reads a statement aloud about how serial killers are driven to continue killing until they are caught, which was written by Lundy. Dexter checks the ice truck killer evidence and sees that the mannequin hand isn't there, meaning the one at his apartment is the real one. Masuka comes in and confesses unprompted that his former intern Ryan stole the hand and sold it on eBay. Masuka said that not even Lewis was able to find it, but he erased the trail so that it couldn't be tracked back to Masuka. Dexter wonders to himself if Lewis found the hand and kept it. Dexter comforts Masuka and says, no one else needs to know. And Masuka says, I was really ready to blow you. Dexter says, no need. Masuka's the fire festival guy. (laughs) Ready to do whatever it takes. (laughs) Yes. Very much that guy oh my god (laughs) did you see the ryan reynolds thing that he was (laughs) no it's so good i saw it It it's funny (laughs) 
Take one for the team. Uh, Deb runs a briefing. They're going to shut down the strip clubs connected to Mike's murder twice a day now. She introduces a convict who wants to lead detectives to three more bodies. Dexter volunteers to work the convict case, but Deb forces it on Masuka. Deb tells Dexter she nearly arrested him that morning. She can't figure out what to do. Deb suggests that she run a rehab for Dexter. Dexter tells her he's tried to stop it four and it's never worked, but Deb makes it clear that he has no choice and Dexter accepts. It's like a juice cleanse, I guess. I don't know, just like 48-hour detox and you'll be good. Yeah, I mean, I guess she just thinks that if she babysits him all the time that he can't kill anybody um, and make her an accessory to more murders, I I guess. That's her plan. It's a lofty goal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, LaGuerta is on the phone with an outside lab that she sent the blood slide to. The blood on the slide was a match for Travis. She makes another call to the regional FBI office. Angel, Quinn, and a bunch of unis shut down the main strip club. A stripper named Nadia tells Quinn that the cops are costing the dancers their only source of income. She offers Quinn some information on the killer, and he gives her his card. Angel comes back from talking to the manager and gets the same uh, person of interest name from the manager that the stripper gave to Quinn. Yeah, I don't care about the storyline at all. I think it's such a setback in, in what is starting out as a solid season. It's just such a cliche thing. Strip club run by the Russians or the mafia or whoever. It's just, it's been done on every crime show ever. Yeah, and it's plainly like, this is what we have for Angel and Quinn to work on. Right. Because they're always the one doing do. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the worst thing they found for them to do, but that is clearly what this is. Yeah, it's just really boring and just cheesy. But, I mean, it also makes sense. They're not just going to give up on trying to find whoever killed Mike. Yeah, it's it's just the storyline they chose to take with it is just such an obvious thing to do. It's also a funny, like, in that first episode, they're like... uh, you know, the stripper came from that club. We think that somebody there might have been the one that killed her and Mike. And uh, we want to look into money laundering there. Like, did you say anything about money laundering? We want to look into money laundering there. Like, uh, what? Is LaGuerta in charge again now for some reason? Or <laughs> what, what are we doing? Just, as usual, they're to throwing just too much cop in there. killing. Yeah. Yeah. Captain Matthew shows up. He's like, damn it. Why isn't there money laundering going on? Uh, Where's my hooker? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Captain Matthews is very familiar with that strip club. He and Masuka have lunch there every day. Uh, Deb sets herself up on the couch in with Dexter in her room so that he can't sneak out past her. Her first rule is that he is completely honest with her. Harry tells Dexter he's lying to her already by pretending that he can change. Dexter says maybe Harry should have tried Deb's rehab approach. Deb serves conspicuously red spaghetti sauce. Dexter describes what his need to kill feels like. It's like 
black blood that slowly fills all his empty spaces until it feels like his head will explode, and the only way to relieve the pressure is to kill. Deb asks him to let her know if he starts to see red. But he said black blood, so... Yeah. We don't ask questions. Yeah. I think it's the... Uh, Great detective she is. I think it's just, like, the expression. Like, seeing red. No, never heard it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I try to avoid idioms like the plague, so. Oh, see what you did there. Well done. Dexter is scoping out the floor plan to Lewis's place. Deb interrupts him, and he pretends to go to sleep. Quinn is interviewing the dead stripper's boyfriend. Angel breaks in to say that the security tapes back up the boyfriend's story. He wasn't the killer. They pressure the boyfriend, and he gives up Victor's name. Masuka's day for looking uh, Masuka's day looking for bodies with the convict was a bust. Dexter asks Deb if he can take Masuka's place. He's surprised when she says yes, but then she adds that she'll drive. Angel and Quinn tell Deb they got a name on Mike Shooter, and Deb decides to stay with them. Dexter assures her that he'll be surrounded by federal marshals all day. The convict tells Dexter how the site they're digging at used to be a lot nicer. He says his co- uh, he says his conscience isn't new. He just surrendered himself to the dark side. Fun conversation to have on the side of the road. Uh, De- Someone in chains. While looking for bodies. Dexter uses their lunch break to look through Lewis's apartment. He finds a piece of paper with all of his credit card numbers. Lewis turned off all his cards. He finds a video of Lewis reviewing an action figure. Then he finds another one of Lewis being interrupted by a prostitute who says his half hour is almost up. In another video, he talks about how he is planning to destroy Dexter before reviewing a Lost in Space coffee mug. Dexter runs a search on the name of someone else Lewis had gotten revenge on and finds out that the man was arrested for having child porn on his computer. It was probably planted there. Yeah, it. Uh, the guy was so. uh, Lewis's partner at the video game company. So it's how Lewis took over the video game company. Super vindictive. Also, terrible taste in prostitutes. <laughs> he, he should have consulted with Angel or Captain Matthews. He didn't like the toot. She wanted him to get his money's worth. She was very hey. considerate prostitute. Yeah, that's a conscientious yeah. toot right She's there. Thoughtful. <laughs> What's not to like? Uh, Lewis suddenly comes home. Dexter rations that with Deb on his case, he might not get another chance. He lifts Lewis up by his neck and asks why Lewis is fucking with him. Lewis says it's because he asked Dexter for help with his game, and Dexter said no. Dexter says he never wants to see Lewis again, not not at Miami Metro, not with Jamie, and Lewis agrees that he's done. Yeah, intimidation always works. I remember when I first watched this uh, this episode, I thought that this was such a letdown. I thought Lewis was going to be more of a threat. And of course, later on in the episode, we find out that this was all an act. But at the time, I was like really bummed out that he's just like, I'm sorry, you didn't you didn't like my game. So I canceled your credit cards. I'm just a, I'm just a big douche. I'm sorry. 
I, I agree with you on that one. I was hoping he was going to be more of a competition or something that Dexter would have to focus on to throw his focus elsewhere. But yeah, keep watching because this episode shows there's more. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's what happened. It's gonna happen. Oh, okay, I missed that part. It's gonna happen. You missed that part. Never heard of it. <laughs> Were you watching another show along with this? <laughs> uh, no comment. Were you? <laughs> I'm double downing on my podcast. Are you trying to smash green pigs for some reason? Yes, I was. It was with little birdies. With little birds. Uh, <laughs> Deb shows up and yells at Dexter for not answering his phone. The convict tells Dexter that once he stopped fighting the system, he was able to let it go and start confessing. He enjoys his real ice cream. Angel and Quinn shut down the strip club again and pressure the manager for more information. When the manager gets back to his office, Isaac, the best, the boss from Ukraine, is in his office. Isaac tells the manager that Victor never made his flight. He wonders out loud if someone made a bad decision without him to take Victor out. The manager says they would never do that, and Isaac believes him. Nadia, the stripper, calls Quinn to ask for a ride home. Because that happens. Why not? We have to set it up for later. Uh, LaGuerta opens a box in her office with Bay Harbor Butcher evidence and includes the blood slides found in Dokes' trunk. Um, here's a nifty little fact or uh, something to chew on. The uh, Bay Harbor Butcher case was the FBI's. Oh, mm. right. The blood slides would not be in Miami Metro's evidence locker. I mean, she'd had to make a hell of a request to get him sent over, though. Oh, and the folder had Miami Metro logos on it. I'm sure that it, Boom. the show actually had them in the Miami Metro evidence locker. Right. That's right. Clear's dead. There was this guy Fire named her. Lundy who worked that case from the FBI. Mm, you might, haven't heard you of him. You might remember him. Doesn't sound familiar. Nope, never heard of him. <laughs> Did he used to date Deb? Or is, <laughs> which... I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It was one of the inappropriate men that she was in love with because she couldn't have Dexter. Uh. Do we have to talk about it? <laughs> yes, we <laughs> do. Do we bro. have to go back to it? We do. Oh, I don't want cucumber, to. Cucumber sandwiches. I remember now. Cucumber sandwiches. Yeah. yeah. Uh, old people food. Uh, <laughs> LaGuerta, I already talked about that. Dexter stops by to talk to Harrison and Jamie. Lewis is there. He asks in front of Deb and everyone if it's okay that he still comes over when Jamie is there. Dexter says, of course. Lewis rubs it in Dexter's face. Dexter decides he will have to stop him. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Quinn takes Nadia home. She asks if he'll pay to fix her transmission since he's costing her so much money in tips. In the weirdest sexual tension scene uh, I've seen in quite a while. Like, well, my car needs a new transmission, so how about you pay for it? When just like, all right, whatever. It would have been awesome. (laughs) Strong flirtation. It just cut to another scene of him just like working under the hood. <laughs> That's what I was expecting. It's like, it's like yeah, do you know anything yeah. about cars? He doesn't know anything, but he's just like destroying her car with tools. 
Neil braining it, just waving <laughs> yeah. a wrench at it. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Uh, or maybe if he was like, okay, I'll fix your car, but you come with me to my ex-girlfriend's party, <laughs> and then I'm going to get wasted. <laughs> yeah, he has to take her by Debs first, and then he'll fix her transmission. Yeah. Uh, Dexter injects Debs' steak with M99 so he can go after Lewis. He gets into Lewis's apartment. M99s him and lingers on the puncture wound in his neck. He calls Deb, who can barely move in her M99-induced haze. When she arrives, he tells her that he wanted to kill, but he didn't go through with it. He says Deb should arrest him. Deb thinks that, that her Deb thinks that his calling her is a positive step, as they should stick with her rehab plan. Deb opens the trunk. No, she doesn't. Dexter opens the trunk and dumps Lewis on a park bench as crazy Latin music plays. There's just this wacky, like, dance music he's playing while he's doing that. Yeah. Isn't this crazy? <laughs> so tonally appropriate for the scene. They do that so much on this show. A lot of horns. A lot of, yeah. a lot of trumpets. A lot of brass. They have to constantly remind you they're in Miami. Yes. You're in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Those are fighting words. Uh, yeah. Isaac and his head goon go and visit the dead stripper's boyfriend. He asks him why he quit the club. Isaac bluffs that he had the boyfriend followed to the police station. The boyfriend falls for it and confirms that he talks to the police. Isaac stabs him dead with a screwdriver through the eye. Got to go pretty deep to get to some brain damage like... You know, usually you step somebody to do that. Like, you're not going to die from a stab to the eyeball. It's going to hurt. Not going to lie. But it's got to go pretty deep into the cranium to actually kill you. Like, there, there's a whole system there. Not that I know anything about the body or uh, how health works, but <laughs> I, I base this on absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Brooke can tell you. Brooke. I mean, if he went through the eye, if it went straight deep enough through the eye, yeah, that would do it. That would do it. I mean, you're just going. He's a Ukrainian back. mob boss. You think he probably <laughs> has some practice doing this? He's probably stabbed a lot of people through the eye with the screwdriver. His aim, his aim he, looked pretty solid, but I don't know. I didn't quite assess yeah. the depth of the the screwdriver, but it's it was all the way legit. into the hilt. Yeah, then that yeah, probably those did those, it. Also, take those are those. Uh, Oh, go ahead, Aaron. Take into account that this is the Punisher. I'm just saying. That's right. Yeah, true. I um, think it was Stalin. Look, I want said. those. <laughs> it was definitely Stalin. <laughs> exact quote. I, I want the moment, though, where after he stabs him in the eye, you guys are saying that he's really good at it. What if he's not? And he's just like, holy shit, did you see that? I did it. I finally did it. <laughs> he's so he's excited. Telling his, <laughs> he's been practicing at home with time. melons. <laughs> I can't believe it. I've been trying for years to do that, and finally I got it. These American screwdrivers are so much longer. His second just has one single tear running down his cheek. Fucking so metric screwdrivers never do it. Um, Deb and Dexter are back at the dig site. They bond over wanting some ice cream. The convict says that he never got to tell his girl and partner in crime how he felt, but she only sees him as a killer now. The convict says she's not wrong and that he has only one person left to kill. 
Then he jumps in front of a semi and gets pancaked. The camera lingers on a perfect, massive trail of blood leading from his shoe to somewhere in front of the semi. Dexter realized that the convict couldn't take his life in prison. He wonders if he would do any better. That is the end of the episode. I love a good jumper. That blood trail is ridiculous. Yeah. There was like no body either. I was like, I was like looking for the body and I just couldn't see the body. So it must have just evaporated. (laughs) Well, it it looked like the the trail made it look like the body was dragged by the semi. Right. But it clearly wasn't. When we see the impact, he's like jumps into it and the blood spatter on the truck is up high on the grill. So yeah. he probably this, would have flipped this over. This is the show it. about blood. <laughs> Want to just paint stuff red without even really considering the realism? Yeah, he should have like gone up and over and like landed on top of the on top of the box or something. Yeah, and there should have been a sound effect like a whoopee. Yeah, <laughs> and then the horn Dexter starts and they play the music in the background. Dexter eats yeah. his ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone's got ice cream they're dancing i guess we found a body womp womp this was directed by steve shill uh directing 13 episodes over all eight seasons except for season six this is his first episode back since the season five finale congrats to him for skipping season yeah six. he did it he escaped i'm proud of you uh it was written by Manny Cotto, who came on to Dexter with Chip Johansson for season five, but stayed at the bitter end, co-writing the season finale with Scott Buck. What was the best line of the episode? I really liked uh, when he told Deb that some killers fall through the cracks, and she said, don't I fucking know it. That was good. That's actually my line, too. I picked the same line. I picked a Deb line, not that line, um, I, but it was a sentimental line, and it's, uh, I'm doing this because you're my brother, and I can't stand the thought of spending the rest of my life, or the rest of your life, in prison or worse. So, along the you know same lines, but different. <laughs> How about the worst <laughs> line of the choice. episode? Masuka. Entire- I was ready to blow you. <laughs> <laughs> I actually picked a different Masuka line. The all this waiting around, it's like dating a born-again Christian. Ah, yes. I had the line about the car uh, getting getting her uh, transmission fixed. Yeah, the real porn line. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, such a strange request. It was a porn line. That's uh, that's exactly how it's. You want to come inside and fix my transmission, <laughs> Mister Policeman? I don't get what you're saying, lady, <laughs> but I'm gonna have sex with you. <laughs> you wanna you wanna play with my gear shifter? That, play that, with the transmission. I'm gonna turn the sirens on, and we're gonna make things loud. What kind of porn do you guys watch? <laughs> <laughs> Story porn. Where the best are you kind of porn. finding this porn? <laughs> 1988. Uh, um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. What is what is the search? What is the search that Lewis uses? 
search that Lewis uses? Yeah, it was like Atom Search or something. It's way better than Google because Google's oh, five yeah. minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, it was Adam, I think. That's yeah. how we found that porn. <laughs> I'd say that's appropriate then. I found I All found right. it in a hollowed out tree behind behind a wood shop. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> or the best that's how you used to behind a wood shop. That's how you used to do porn searches. You had to look around outside for where they were where they were hidden. Uh, how about the performance of the episode? Still dead. Gotta be. And Naughty is a close second, but I'm gonna give it to Deb. I give it to Deb, but I also give a special shout out to Lewis for his breakdown that reminded me of uh, Bill Paxton's breakdown in True Lies. It, I loved it. I have to give it to Nadia's transmission for its breakdown. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Thanks for doing this with me, guys. That's season seven, episode two. Uh, we'll see you on the next Deeply Discussing Dexter.